0: Welcome to the Soulful Heart Current Podcast with your hosts, Gabriel Amara
1: and Kasha Rakshana.
0: We invite you into a sacred space of connection within you and with us as we digest our current healing and awakening processes, soul family community, and what's rumbling in the collective through the Sofa Heart lens.
1: We hope this offers you a lighthouse and beacon of hope. Trust and divine love in the storm. Thank you for tuning in from our hearts and souls to yours. Hello, welcome to another episode of our podcast. I am Kasha and I am Gabriel. (laughs) And uh, today, we were feeling in our hearts to just be current about what is happening in the United States specifically that's been in both of our hearts this past week. And the United States alone has been digesting, going through, rolling through so much. And they are just one of many countries in this world. However, Gabriel grew up in America and I grew up in Canada so we it's close to both of our hearts what's happening there and um, this recent shooting in Texas the school shooting that happened really landed in both of us and it landed even more so in Gabriel than it did in me at first, because he, you can talk about this more, Gabriel, Mm -hmm. but he was an elementary school teacher and had these, um, shooting drills, right. Mm -hmm. Just in case that happened at your school in California. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's just a whole other reality that was not even remotely a part of my life growing up in Canada. So there was definitely some shock that moved through Gabriel. And then me as his mate, I just dropped into just feeling you Mm -hmm. in that and, I had these deep tears of gratitude that he's not, that he never had to go through that, Mm -hmm. dealing with an actual school shooting, let alone being shot. And, but it did bring it, for me, it brought it closer to home, actually, this whole situation. And of course, what we want to focus on today is not just that situation itself, though that is what's relevant right now, but we want to talk about it in terms of how to digest it and the context. That we feel around all of it and what it drops us into as human beings, not just souls who signed up to be a part of this planet and all of this turmoil and all of that stuff. That's all true. But it becomes a truth in service, mm. doesn't it? It mm. becomes an empty spiritual platitude to say, oh, well, no one's a victim in this situation and they all they're supposed to go through this and it's all it's not real anyways it's all an illusion this is where that platitude specifically bugs me mm. to no end mm. <laughs> because it just does not feel it's not feeling it is completely numb and that's not okay to me that's not okay to my heart to mm. not feel this even a little bit i'll admit i can't feel it as much as you can gabriel but it's still helps to drop into the cries of the world. We talked about that a bit last podcast or the podcast before. And um, so today we wanted to touch on that and then also tie this into your gatekeeper, which we mentioned this aspect of you in the last two podcasts. And we wanted to speak more about the gatekeeper today, but we felt like we wanted to tie it into current events too. And how specifically Gabriel's gatekeeper and my gatekeeper are both Mm. responding to this and other things that happen. So what do you yeah. want to add to that, Gabriel? Or you can take it well, away from here.
0: You know, with you know, with all these kind of events, this is, not, this is a horrific event, and unfortunately it's not an isolated event. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had other ones, Sandy Hook, and of course it all started mm-hmm. with Columbine, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm sure there's others before that that aren't as well known. But this whole thing, Florida, uh, Park, Parkland, high school, you know, there's like, the list goes on and on as to all these situations that have been happening that all have been horrific. I mean, there was just something that happened in Buffalo of someone going into a grocery store. So, um, you know, but when it hits down to the level of elementary school children and the circumstance under which it had happened, it really, it really gets to the bare bones of something mm-hmm. in our humanity. And, and I think when we were talking in, a, in our one of our first episodes, our second one, we were talking about the bridge between our humanity and our spirituality. You know, when you get down to a situation like this, you can't help both exist in the same time and space. And, you know, it's so easy, I know, for all of us to get into that. There's so many different reactions. Obviously, those people that are involved in the situation, I could place myself there in a very literal sense, in a very visceral sense, of being in a school, being with students, being a teacher, being in those drills, and kind of sensing of what that must have felt like, though I don't have, don't even, I wouldn't admit that I have any faintest clues what the feeling sense would be, but I can only imagine how agonizing and horrific any of it and all of it would have been for both teachers and the students. And it really drops you into something quite profound, when you really get into that. And obviously you come into deep grief and grief is a deep portal around that. And I think when we're talking about the gatekeeper, I think grief can get down to almost a very existential piece. It's like, what the, what the hell is going on here? Like what yeah. in the, tell me, tell me what's happening with this human race. What's going on with these people from a gatekeeper perspective. Um, and what can I do to turn this thing around? What can I say? What can I do? Like, w- w- put me in there, coach. Um, or I just need to go away. I need to get out of this whole mess. Um, or the, you know, obviously, the next thing is rage absolute utter rage and anger and frustration and just mm-hmm. wanting to put it out on anything you know i'm reading comments left and right about the teachers the police the, the congress the um politicians the gun makers i mean everyone there's always going to be someone to rail against understandably it needs to find a place to go because there's so much freaking pain around all this uh, in excess and so that gets boiled into rage and so it's got to go somewhere um Mental health services uh, funding. I mean, you can. The list goes on and on and on and on, and we can get so wrapped up into all of those details. And not that those details aren't sacred, and they don't have some meaning to them. Uh, But I think there's. I don't know. on, On some level, somewhere, the farther away we are from the situation, I think geographically and personally you know, it's become sort of a wider question. Um, you know, we're not, I'm not living in the United States. We're not there. I'm not close to that situation, but I have been. I know what it's like. I know the cultural um, energy around it. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a big quagmire. And then how do you sort through that all? You know, everyone's trying to find a solution or a scapegoat or something. And I think my big point with all of this was just to sit in feeling like mm-hmm. put away all the comments, put away yeah. the details and just drop into the feeling. Um, and I think that's where the bridge is
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: for us. I think that's the gateway into something Yeah. Um, for, for any of us. We may not know what it's like to live in the United States. We may not know what it's like to be in that kind of culture. Um, but just dropping into a situation and letting the weight of that sink in puts us into almost a very existential WTF kind of moment. And I think that brings us into some higher places of what am I? What am I participating in? How am I being in each and every single day? How do I relate to those people that are, you know, would feel like in a different dimension than myself? Um, Gosh, you know, all these questions come up. And I think we're trying our... Part of us is trying our damnedest to come up with some answer to something to hang our hat on Mm -hmm. and because there's just a plethora, there's an infinite amount of questions uh, that are going on here and I think ultimately it just comes down to how do we feel it, how do we see it and not to get so above it Mm -hmm. that we're, we're losing ourselves from our actual humanity to it.
1: Yeah, not losing our humanity, exactly. It's the opposite of losing your religion. Mm. It's losing your humanity mm-hmm. at the cost of feeling and actually having an open heart toward what's going on. It's it's like the, the heart of spirituality mm. doesn't open. It closes down instead mm. because it's, quote, too low vibe or too maya, too illusion-based. Mm. It's not real anyway, right? And I think it's gatekeepers that make that call sometimes, whether or not we feel it or not.
0: Yeah, right? yeah.
1: That's what it feels like to me. It's
0: almost like the gatekeeper can go in in a couple of different directions. Sure. Like they can go into the the nuts and the nitty gritty of the mm-hmm. of the whole thing, mm-hmm. and they can go into the deep despair right. of the of the circumstance because it's- having
1: witnessed it so many different having lifetimes.
0: been in, in been in it in, in multiple lifetimes, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it becomes yet another thing. That weighs right. on the heart and the soul in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: or there can be kind of a almost a bypassing to it all Yeah, where you're trying to raise up and over it, trying to find some larger context.
1: Like, no, no, the planet's ascending. We're ascending. We're in the 12th dimension. This doesn't touch us. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or
0: even going into some sort of, the, the you know, the conspiratorial thing, which uh, none of the stuff that I mention is not that none of it's true. N- not that nothing sounds weird. There's, there is definitely things that sound weird about the whole thing. And there's a lot of questions. Um, But there is an immediate jump sometimes where I think it's a gatekeeper that can go into this conspiratorial place about A, either it didn't happen or B, it was conspired. It was just
1: a false flag. A false
0: flag. And then all of a sudden you get into this again, and that that totally dehumanizes the situation. Mm -hmm. And yes, that is a possibility of an infinite amount of possibilities. But for just one minute, um, can we get to our human heart about this? And... um, drop those things. I think, I think it is. I think the gatekeeper is trying to some degree, maybe trying to protect us from feeling it Mm -hmm. in a, in a very like real way, as opposed to getting drowned in it. Then you're not really actually feeling something. You're actually losing yourself in something. So this is a difficult thing. There's no answer. I don't have an answer to this. We're just exploring this uh, in the moment.
1: I wonder if we should just quickly introduce what gatekeepers are for those of you who might be listening who have no idea. And if you do want to know more, we're not going to go into a lot of detail about what the gatekeeper is that we're referring to here. We do have more videos on this and beautiful guided meditation, especially from Raphael and Shalal, on our uh, YouTube channel, Soulful Heart Experience, if you want to meet your gatekeeper. Um, but this part, this aspect is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, an aspect of our soul that that um, protects the veil between us and our metasoul. And what we mean by metasoul is other lifetimes. So we treat the metasoul in this process as if it's happening in the now because time is not linear anywhere other than Earth, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe on some other dimensions, but it doesn't matter. In Mm -hmm. this dimension, it's, it's linear. But in their dimension, it's certainly not. And so they, in a nutshell, they they protect us from piercing the veil from going past it into other lifetimes too often and when it might hurt us or harm us and then also uh, and also to be fair to our consciousness level as it is right now and also they protect us they protect it from us sometimes too or they just don't plain don't want us to go there because there's too much trauma and they're afraid that we're going to go down the same path Or they're afraid of that anyways, Mm -hmm. that we're going to end up um, hurt, killed, harmed, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that we've experienced in their lifetimes, which they constantly see. They're kind of the keeper of your Akashic record, if you want to think of it that way. Like if you went to your Akashic records and you met a being there, that would probably be your gatekeeper. Saying, hey, you need to maybe connect with me first. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually really helpful to connect with them first before you go into other lifetimes in our experience of it. Um, they are very good at helping you become equipped to do that kind of journeying, or sometimes they'll just full-on shut it down mm-hmm. and they won't let you go there. And sometimes what we've noticed is they will fuse completely with your consciousness. So people who who say things like, I am 100% DNA activated and I live in the 15th dimension sometimes the 20th and I download all of these light codes for the rest of humanity. Meanwhile, they are they don't look like they do that at all. They don't feel like they do that at all in their integrity. Their integrity doesn't match as a human being. Like there's just nothing that's a rem- like they might look human, but there's nothing that they feel about themselves is human. Or sometimes they over-identify with star family too, mm-hmm. and being a star being, which of course we all are mm-hmm. in a way, but it's, anyway, this is another thing that a gatekeeper can kind of do is fuse with our consciousness and then we think that we're something that we're not and there's a variety of reasons for that, or again, just just completely cuts us off from our humanity. Mm-hmm. So there may be an aspect of us that lives in the 12th or 20th dimension, but we also are here on this planet in this dimension right now. This is where we need to be. This is where we're working a bunch of stuff. And this is where we need to let in the ebbs and flows of these kinds of tragic events because we're here to witness them right. with our hearts, not just our minds, to figure out the solutions to these problems, to figure out what's really going on. That's not That's not actually feeling it. Mm-hmm. It, it might be very sharp intuitions and code deciphering and all of that the whole of that's amazing but it still doesn't answer anything ultimately yeah it is a possible answer that no one is ready to say yes that is absolutely it or all of us would be solved by now yeah this wouldn't be happening anymore but it keeps churning out for a variety of reasons that actually our consciousness level can't quite grasp yet is my sense of it yeah um because also we have no control ultimately over how and when these things happen because there is so much churning as, as Gaia ascends and we all ascend. This is, all of this stuff is meant to come up and out and it's meant for us to feel it. Yeah. So that's what connects us back to the divine. That's what connects us back to each other. And that to me is ascension, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a big part of ascension.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's a big question, uh, to this, In terms of the gatekeeper, there's this big question. is like, why am I here mm-hmm. uh, from their point of view? Yeah. As you start to awaken, I think, to them and you start dialoguing with yeah. a gatekeeper energy in you, if you're able to feel the difference between your humanity and your kind of gatekeeper energy, the bridge between your soul and your humanity, I would say, like you said. And so there's a bit of a frustration level. Um, there can be frustration there can be despair, there can be arrogance. Uh, There's a whole, there there are different breeds, I think, of gatekeepers and how they react to certain situations. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then when something as heinous uh, as this happens, there's, uh, again, multiple responses to that, depending on where we come from.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And I know that I've struggled a bit with, you know, going like, well, I just, I need to not look at the news anymore. It just kind of Mm -hmm. brings my vibration down and, And that's true. I think it comes down to how do I relate to the news, as opposed to there is how much I take in. But I think it's I I feel I feel my gatekeeper, you know, as a as an aspect of me that really wants to know what's going on in the world, has a hard time like not knowing what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it, it depends on how much I take in. To what degree and what do I do with that information as Gabriel, yes. as me as the human being here?
1: With what consciousness are you going into taking it in? Are you going in unconsciously or are you going in with Dante, your gatekeeper? Mm-hmm. Or for me with Pia, my gatekeeper, because we feel guided to take something in, because we want to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to the world we want to stay current mm-hmm. and even in this podcast we want to stay relevant and current mm-hmm. right this whole idea to what's going on in the world and the divine does lead us to things sometimes to news stories that we are meant to digest because sometimes it does trigger something in us that is supposed to be triggered mm-hmm. or and sometimes it's too much trigger so we're allowed to you know back off of that but also there's definitely soul portals here too mm-hmm. speaking of the gatekeeper. And they can help us with that. If there's something that reminds us of the Holocaust, for example, and we really feel that in our metasoul, then, you know, that's an opportunity to go into that. Right. Um, And there's been quite a bit of that, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. In in the last couple of years.
0: I would even venture to say, you know, unless you're somebody that's really closely related to the situation, Mm -hmm. then trying to come up, espouse all these possible solutions one thing to do, and, and otherwise sitting in despair around it, um, despair is a gateway to something personally. It's like every, every one of these situations is a gateway for us. If we're not super close to the situation, we can use it uh, for something within ourselves. Like you said, going to a Metasoul timeline mm-hmm. that is triggered. What is going on? What is, the, what is the reaction to it? You can use it for yourself uh, to unearth something. Inside of yourself, um, that's really being highlighted by the situation. You know, for me, because I had a somewhat personal attention, just because I was a teacher, so I could feel the prox- mm-hmm. proximity to the situation. So I had a, had that kind of in there. But then, even just this feeling of what I called, you know, the, the culture of violence and the loss of innocence, um, is a generalized theme. Um, around this particular topic. Yeah. And then what is what is this around my soul, around this culture of violence and what feels like a loss of innocence? And I can feel you know things in my timeline around this in, in terms of, let's say, maybe being a part of war timelines at a very young age and having to go into mm-hmm. fight and you're in battle and you're just a young child, really. Um, in these situations. and so there's something that's getting triggered by this and maybe it is something that had happened when you were in a young age and you were witness to some very heinous things. That's a trauma that lives deep down inside of us. So there's something personally to get out of these. Um, and then there's also something to see and also as well as a, as a broader context, an awakening to something inside of ourselves that you know there is an amazing awakening happening and in that awakening it's also going to unearth a lot of shadow yeah a lot of darkness that lives in the collective so
1: it's peaking in a way
0: mm-hmm. I, I remember i was talking with raphael and what's interesting is that we talked about sort of like the peaking polarity and how it seems like when we think about think about that that the two poles are would feel like they're widening apart what it came to me and maybe this from my gatekeeper dante who was wondering well what if the two poles are actually kind of thinking of as a triangle and the two points at the base of the triangle and if you're going up at the same time you're increasing awareness, you're increasing awakening, you're increasing ascension, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something's increasing, light's increasing. And as the light's increasing, so is the shadow, so is the darkness. And as you go up the sides of the triangle, they're not actually getting farther away from each other, they're They're getting closer to each other.
1: Right.
0: So what's going on is that this polarity is becoming, we're becoming closer and closer to it. So I think what I feel like, and this doesn't sound good for the future, but... As we go along that particular trajectory, we may find that the darkness is going to become more and more in our face. We're going to become...
1: Including our own darkness. Including our Which own. Which it is a shadow if you are trying to push away news stories, deliberately going numb around it and saying this isn't real. That is a shadow. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely a shadow. There is nothing high vibrational about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel high frequency to me. It feels bypassy and it feels ignorant.
0: And it could be a protection. And it's too. a
1: protection. And so okay. So then my compassion mm-hmm. says, yes, I understand why there's a protection there. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like sometimes that layer of protection mm-hmm. is so thick yeah. that it has to be penetrated. Yeah. And it, your own shadow will penetrate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. Um, and your gatekeeper will allow that at some point when it feels like it's time, when he yeah. or she feels like it's time. Yeah. So yes, there is, I do feel in my heart, even as I'm saying all of this, I do feel a compassion for the gatekeeper too and what they are, and your inner protector as well. Mm-hmm. That's in here. Yeah. And everything that they're trying to keep at bay inside of your own shadow because they don't... Actually, trust you enough to in your consciousness level to really feel them mm-hmm. and really feel their reasons for the protection. But that is somewhere you can go to start building that trust ground with them so that you can feel more and so that you can be of service on this planet in that grounded way, that yeah. grounded mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. way. Yes. Right. And it doesn't have to look like anything other than sitting across from mm-hmm. someone and feeling them. That's all it is. Right. Or even In, and being yourself. intimate, being intimate with yourself, mm-hmm. feeling yourself so that you can feel other people. What if that is all ascension is about mm-hmm. at its core? Yeah. Is just opening our hearts to humanity, to our own humanity, to divinity, to the divine, that we are part of the divine, inextricably part of it. We don't have to do anything to be a part of this quote, 144,000, which feels totally mythical to me. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do anything other than just start feeling in a genuine way and start getting in touch with our own integrity and the entanglements we have, the knots inside of ourselves that have formed around our integrity to actually protect it because of trauma that we've experienced either in other lifetimes or this lifetime or both. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels like that's, that is the ascension journey, is to just keep opening our hearts, but also admitting, as I've had to do and you've had to do, mm-hmm. when our hearts are not open and why, yeah. and really feeling those triggers, like not being afraid of feeling anymore. Because that, in my experience of it, is what keeps the divine at bay. It's what keeps our own sense of our I am, our mm-hmm. divine self at bay. Yeah. And that's what keeps it from being embodying, embodied yeah. mm-hmm. more when we're just refusing to feel and we're refusing, refusing to that refusal. Yeah. Mm,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: yeah. That's an interesting way to say yeah. it. But, it, you know, so I feel a lot of compassion in my heart for those who struggle with that because of trauma. Yeah. And then I also feel, though, this this sense of you do get to a point where you will get over that trauma. You will get over it if you continue to dig in. Um, self-lovingly, with a self-loving pace around it, of course. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing that can happen sometimes. The gatekeeper can lead us into a deep dive that is traumatic in itself. Yeah. Um,
0: and, but, and in that, just to stem off of that, sure. there's something about, let's say using again, this is an example, this incident is an example for us to to just hone in on as as one of many that can happen but that we can go in so deeply to it. And it's to ask yourself, like, how am I feeling about continuing to bring in this information, more information, more yeah. information? There's always mm-hmm. going to be more information. And I was doing that last night too. And it gets to a point like, okay, well, I think I've taken in enough information. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to have more. And so it, it's almost kind of like getting information and putting it away and feel yeah feel that put close down the the
1: digest it the don't just keep plugging yes. yourself with it's like eating right. food it's like eating more and more food like going to an all-you-can-eat yep. buffet that is what the new cycle is right, right now i just realized yes. is an all-you-can-eat buffet and it will make you just as yep. obese it, It's just, almost, just as it's like bloated a funnel,
0: it's like a funnel into your throat right. and it's just like guzzling down you right. have no chance to breathe
1: and then you can't breathe mm-hmm. and then you're not actually you don't have a snowball's chance in hell right. of digesting it right. because it is just so much and you just get heavier and, and you get heavier and heavier and heavier, right? You get denser actually, mm-hmm. you get more bloated. So yes, yeah. the news cycle can bring down our our vibration. It just depends on, as you're saying, yeah. our relationship to it and really assessing it constantly. I feel you, especially you, because you're more into mainstream news, checking it out and seeing mm-hmm. what's going on um, than I am. Well, alternative news sources, but still mm-hmm. like stuff that's current. And I still feel you reassessing constantly and yeah. sometimes I, I reel you in a little bit like yeah. let's let's digest <clears throat> right. this now because you go i said to you last night oh my god stop reading the news because you go there <laughs> yeah. and i start reading yeah. over your shoulder and then i get sucked into it and that's right. not where my my personal frequency mm. needs to go right yeah. now um so let's just hold back a minute and digest mm. it and we're blessed to have this coupleship and this community where we can right. We're not alone. I feel for the, oh, I feel for the, the loneliness of people who are digesting this alone too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually. Um, right. I feel that in my heart, the pain of that, and that's a gatekeeper that's lonely as yeah. well. They're trying mm-hmm. to digest all of this on yes. their own.
0: And so, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm reminded. I was just looking through comments of things around this, and I was noticing the uh, amount of vitriol. Oh, that God. is being spewed, not just um, righteousness, self righteousness, but also vitriol. That's that's going on, and I do remember um, many years ago when Columbine happened in 1999. Um, I was this is right before I was doing my teacher training, mm-hmm. and I was very into politics and the news cycle, and I was wound up tight over all of that. I mean, I was taking it in all the time. Yeah. And then when it happened, I remember changing my answering machine message to some intense thing about gun rights or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was really intense messaging that I felt like I'm going to just, when people call me, they're going to know my feelings about this. And it was a little bit off center, okay. <laughs> but I couldn't help it's it. It's so
1: hard to imagine you doing yeah, that Yeah, it was now. bizarre.
0: and, and wow. But I was so wrapped up in it. I was yeah. impassionated by it. And um, I understand why I was... I remember getting some phone calls and, you know, from a teacher training thing. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I doing? I was kind of off my rocker a little bit around it and a bit embarrassed by it, but there was something in me that needed that sort of something. I needed to be in that state of, of state of rage.
1: It's all sacred. I would actually say the rage is more, more alive than the numbness because there's passion in it. It's not using... Spirituality or anything mm-hmm. in order to avoid right. uh, what the actual feeling sense yes. is of things, and so letting yourself become enraged, it could be a part of you that mm-hmm. you can feel. That's fine, but it's, it's there's passion in it, it's passion. and there's desire for the world to change, and it, yeah. and in that way, it doesn't really matter which side of it you're on, if there even are sides in mm-hmm. a sense, um, and we could say this about anything, COVID, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so. Many things to consider. And if you're just on the side of love, you can start to see it all Mm. more objectively, even in moments, and then also feel emotionally invested as needed. But all of it's sacred, all the ups and downs.
0: And what I realized, though, that what was really there was passion in the rage, Mm -hmm. but what it was coming over was deep grief,
1: deep
0: pain, and deep grief. Mm
1: -hmm. So I, I,
0: pardon me, didn't want to feel the grief and yeah. the agony of the whole situation so I jumped into rage and at least that had some action to it True. something that you felt like was assuaging something mm-hmm. and rage is important but there's a layer underneath the rage that I think we're we're asking you if you have it or somebody who who has it To take a breath because there's a there's a deep step underneath the the rage, Mm -hmm. and that that's a deep well that's That's very difficult to fill, right?
1: I could almost see a meditation of that, yeah. Like just going into your um, going under the water. Mm -hmm. If the rage is above the water, Mm -hmm. um, the fire is above the water. Then just going underneath the fire and into the deeper dive down below. What's what's in the caverns below that, and that would be, yeah. that's if, the process. If you
0: feel the deep grief, the, mm-hmm. the deep grief around the specific situation and also the whole general global situation, it takes yeah. you global. Like this one incident took me global too. Because like you said in the beginning, yeah. there's so much more than just the US. There's all, all sorts of countries that are going through horrific events and you find yourself in the deeper, larger human uh, condition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's when you drop into something really quite profound.
1: Well, that's why there's a a rabbit hole around all of this too, right? Because then you start feeling, you start really feeling what's going on in the States. You start feeling what's going on everywhere, like Mm -hmm. in Shanghai. Right. And then you go down that rabbit hole and that's a nightmare. (laughs) That's a dystopian nightmare what's happening there. And we have students, we're teaching English right now. And we have these adults we're talking to. I've had several students from Shanghai and all of them are putting on a happy face to be in class, Mm -hmm. but all of them are like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. This, I know if they were alone with me, they'd probably admit to some of them being afraid. Yeah. But um, you can feel it in their mm. fields, just how dull and and intense their lives have become mm. in that situation. So anyway, that's another thing yeah. we could go into that in another podcast too right. to start digestions of that. But yeah. there's just um, you know, and then also this whole Ukraine Russia thing mm. is another example. How do you just? Apply your human heart to the situation and then feel intuitively what's going on. Mm -hmm. Don't engage the mind first. The Mm -hmm. mind tends to digest first and Mm -hmm. then maybe the heart, if it's lucky, gets in there. But what happens if you start leading with the heart before the head? Right. What if then you start feeling with your heart what isn't actually right, what doesn't smell right about the situations going on in the world, what you have questions about, like your heart question more so Mm -hmm. than your mind. Yeah. And that is challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without a doubt, that's challenging. Yeah. that's and not what we're taught.
0: Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we're going through right now. You and me personally too mm-hmm. is just this uh, this mind versus the heart. Yes, kind of place. and uh, where are we where are we in our mind? our lower mind maybe? Um, more reactive mind. I would say the- That sounds a little bit more Ellen yeah, Hubbard's Scientology, kind of, but-
1: I kind of, I think I'm starting to feel it as the disconnected mind. Mm-hmm. Like my mind is off it's in its own dimension, not connected to right. everything else going on in right. my body, right. in my heart, in my soul, and mm-hmm. even with you or right. in this community. My mind is off somewhere else yeah. <laughs> sometimes. And it's like, yeah. whoa, bring it back. And then I actually- started working with my mind almost like a part, um, two years ago. And and I'm starting to try to bring that back again because it feels really relevant at the moment to, to feel the mind more, um,
0: clear mind, open heart.
1: Yeah. Mm. Like just to, to feel it more. I I was, I was saying the matrix mind versus the divine mind is how I was starting to feel it. Right. And so now it's starting to become a ritual for me every day yeah. to try and dis- dis- disengage the matrix mind, which mm. does get really locked in mm. with social media scrolling. There's so a couple yes. times Gabriel has had to like tap me on the wrist to get me to put my phone down because yeah. um, it just get hooked in and... Mm. And um, sometimes that's the gatekeeper too. I feel Pia, my gatekeeper, in that. She's trying to look for what what are we responding to in yeah. service. That's part of her thing, right. and that comes through my mind sometimes. Our gatekeepers do do come through our minds, I think, mm. quite often. Um, maybe you and me especially in right. this community mm. um, in recent years and in our bond. But getting our gatekeepers to drop in more into our hearts yeah. too, and trust that flow. Mm. Is a whole other deal. Yeah. Um. Wow. So that that's another podcast. Yeah. Talk about our mind process. Yes. Another podcast. That'd be good. Right. So um, I guess is that it for today. Is there anything else? I mean, we can go
0: again. Add infinitum into this. I know. Um, but I think that was the main points we wanted to bring up. How can we bridge what's going on in the world? Mm -hmm. Match it with our humanity, with our spirituality. Can't talk about that unless we talk about the gatekeeper, uh, which is a big aspect. We'll link below some information or links to some more information and meditations around the gatekeeper, so that for those of you that haven't followed us, that you know more about what we're talking about in that.
1: Hopefully Um, we gave you a good snapshot. Yeah.
0: And again, as always, if you have any comments or questions about anything we've talked about here or additions Mm -hmm. uh, that we can talk about in a future podcast, we would love to hear that.
1: Absolutely. I was wondering earlier if I said at the beginning in the intro if that if I said it was episode three. I think I I think I might have said that. It's not episode three. It's episode four yeah, today. Episode four. <laughs> so if I did say that, I apologize. I have no idea what I said. <laughs> My mind's not as engaged as usual. <laughs> That's a good sign if I said something mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, But yes, thank you so much for tuning in again. And I echo, of course, everything Gabriel just said. We really would love your follows, likes, feedback, whatever it is, and um, your engagement in general, because we're not just here to create content. We're here to connect. Yes. So please do connect with us Mm -hmm. if you feel to. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) And I wanted just to leave you with a little quote that came to me um, after digesting everything. And that quote was, May the preciousness of life be felt in the present, in the, in presence, uh, rather than after its absence. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that coming through me, you know, when considering all these e- young, innocent lives
1: mm-hmm.
0: is to feel the joy and the preciousness of life in every single moment, not just in its absence, but in its presence as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for um, taking us in today and uh, Mm -hmm. we look forward to uh, feeling you in another podcast. Yes. All right. Take care. Bye for
1: now. Thanks so much for joining us in the Soulful Heart Current. If you feel drawn to what we spoke about and are curious about sessions with one of us, we offer a free 45-minute intro call to talk with you more about how we may be able to serve you in this process.
0: We also invite you to join our online community called the Soulful Heart Portal, where we can deepen with those that are resonant and in desire for more sacred connection. Links are posted in the description.
1: No matter what degree of connection you feel with us and our community at this time, we hope that this podcast has offered you something to take in and digest. Much love.